1: 2020 bringing a biblical perspective on life culture and current events weekdays on ucb's vision radio network find out more at vision.org.au
0: hi it's neil johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast remember you can hear 2020 on the vision radio network from 10 a.m eastern australian time on the vision radio network Today, some inspiration when it comes to being a missionary. It's not just older Australians signing up to serve overseas, young families are too. As you know, there are those who go on short-term mission outreaches and then there are those who make their experience a long-term mission opportunity. One couple with a young family are about to embark on a long-term mission opportunity serving in Thailand. Paul and Jenny Rayner are heading off to Thailand to work in a mission school with the mission organisation called Pioneers. Paul and Jenny, welcome to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thank you. First of all, you guys have a young family, and I think there would be people listening to our conversation now, uh, Paul, that would be thinking, uh, you know, you've got children. I think your children are like two and five years of age. You're going off into the great unknown, onto the mission field in Thailand. Is it a concern for you?
2: Not really, no. Um, Where we're heading, there is a number of... um, other people in the same boat. Um, God will look after us, I know that, and God will look after our our children. And I can see in my oldest girl, Naomi, she's actually uh, looking forward to going where God wants to send her. So that's really challenging to me.
0: And Jenny, as a mum, your children this young, they're going to be growing up in a context which is cross-cultural and uh, they've got their Aussie foundations in place and and they're going to be learning about Thai culture while they're in Thailand.
1: Yeah, I mean, the eldest is currently in prep. So, um, yeah, she, she just loves things about Thailand. We've taught her about four or five different words and she just loves using it. And even the little one, Hannah, she's only two and a half. But, yeah, she'll come out with something every now and again or I'd like to go and visit... Uncle Terry and Auntie Robin, who are our friends over there again. When when can we do that, Mummy?
0: <laughs> you know they're going to be growing up, aren't they? Uh, cross-cultural, multilingual. They are going to have an appreciation uh, for the differences uh, when it comes to you know the the possessions and the. Uh, the material uh, state of their lives. I mean, you know, here in Australia, we seem to have everything. You're going to Thailand in Chiang Mai, uh, which is not necessarily as affluent as here in Australia.
2: That's true, uh, but it's also a lot more, I suppose, westernised than uh, some other places that, that are in Ch- uh, in Thailand itself. Uh, Chiang Mai is uh, has a lot of Western influence. Its nickname is called the Rose of the North, And the actual place used to be the capital of uh, northern Thailand. So it does have a lot of Western influences, but it also has a great deal of Thai influence, obviously being in the Thai culture.
0: Now, mission for you guys, this is not really the start, because you've been on a mission trip to Thailand, and Jenny, you yourself, you grew up really on the mission fields at Dumagi, yes. where there are people listening to us right now in Dumagi, and they might remember you, but uh, a mission school in Dumagi.
1: It was uh, a state school, but it, back then the town was run by the, uh, the mission, and um, yeah, so they had a little bit of say into who came in to teach in the school and work in the hospital, that sort of thing. So, yeah, that was a, a nice influence and linked with the church in Doomagie.
0: And from this point on, you guys are in preparation mode, aren't you? Yeah. Because you're getting ready now to actually go and yes. and take a long-term stint. How long is long-term when you talk about a, a longer-term missionary opportunity?
2: Well, we're initially saying to people that we'll go over for an initial period of three years. However, we're not going to capitalise on that. We're not going to say three years, that's it, game, game over, that we're coming home. We're going to leave that in God's hands because it's amazing how God's got us to this stage and where we go from there is really in his hands. We'll go for, we'll say initially three years. That'll give us a chance to make sure that our girls are settling in Make sure that us as a family are settling, and make sure that we're actually being a productive part of the not only the Thai society but also the missionary side of it as well. That we are being that, and that, and then who knows what'll happen next.
0: I'm interested to explore with you guys uh, the idea of going now for a three year term, when mm-hmm. your initial experience going off onto the mission field was was just as almost like a mission holiday, the, the short term mission. Uh, expedition. Uh, so, Jenny, what brings you to the point where you get to say, well, you know, we've done some short-term mission opportunities. This is it. We're going to do something bigger.
1: Oh uh, Well, for us, I know Paul's had a number of trips to Thailand. Oh, I've been there twice myself. And um, yeah, there's just a, a connection for us with, with Thailand. And um, when we talked about the idea of, of going over longer term, um, we talked about a, a number of different things that we could do and the school just seemed to be the best fit for us and there's always a need for people to teach the children of missionaries um, and by by providing that service, you become basically like Romans 12 says – we would be becoming like the arms that allow the hands and feet to be on the ground doing what they
0: do. Interestingly, uh, when you start talking about that sort of illustration, being parts of the body, um, there are some who are going to be on the front lines doing their mission work in, in Thailand and across the border in Burma. You guys are going to be like the support staff, yep. looking after, caring for, teaching the children of missionaries because it's yes. quite a it's quite a missionary hub, isn't it? At Chiang Mai, yes.
2: yes. Chiang Mai actually um, it has great facilities for this. Uh, there is a number of different schools in that that over there. There are a number of schools that have been set up basically for missionaries. The benefit that missionaries have with Chiang Mai itself is that they can actually be based there go into different embassies and that that are based in Chiang Mai, get visas to go into their countries, and these are closed countries, they can then leave from the airport as an international airport, fly to their country, do their work, but then come back. And because they're based in Chiang Mai and based, and they say they live there, it is so much easier for them to get into these countries to do what God wants them to do. If they were doing it from, um, from Australia, from the United States, even from a point from Singapore, a lot of people in that, a lot of these embassies would say, oh, no, you're going over there just to spread the word. We don't want you there. And that's where the um, the missionary uh, missionary influence actually comes in, uh, and that's why there's such a large populace of people there based in that, that um, area.
0: Paul and Jenny Rayner, they're heading off to Thailand with the mission organisation called Pioneers. They're going to be working in a mission school. Uh, Paul and Jenny stay with us. We'll come back and continue our conversation shortly. You're listening to the 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. Back now, continuing our conversation with Paul and Jenny Raynor, who are preparing to spend a three year stint working in a mission school in Thailand. It's not just older Australians signing up to serve overseas, young families are too. Paul's a trained school teacher, and it's what he'll be doing in Chiang Mai. But there's a twist. Paul won't be earning a wage.
2: No, they don't. Um, The actual school, when it was originally set up, was set up by a number of different mission organisations and they saw that if they were to pay teachers who came and taught at the school wages or a stipend or whatever it is, it would actually add to the cost, um, would maybe double even treble the fees um, of the students. Therefore, it was taken that if a student was to, uh, teacher was to come over, they would need to raise their funds uh, to be supported while they're on the field. And that's where we're stepping out in faith at the moment to do is to to actually raise those funds so that we can go over and serve the missionaries on the field. It's
0: funny, isn't it? Because this is an interesting thing. I'm sure that Christians everywhere wonder about how do people actually take time out of their lives, sometimes years, and uh, and we talk about stepping out in faith, yes. and we talk about going and serving God in in a mission capacity, how do we actually get to a point where uh, things are looked after financially? Because, you know, you take that three years, it's three years out of your life that you're not progressing in your career back home, and yet it's the sacrifice that you're just driven to take. Uh, when it comes to uh, this sort of sacrifice, Jenny, uh, you've got no real worries. You're pretty confident.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've sat down with pioneers and we've worked out, We've, you know, we've sort of come to a, a general figure as to what they say we'll need each year. And, and we've only just started in the last month or so to share our journey with people, to get both prayer support and um, to start raising financial supporters. I mean, for some people, it may be a case of $5 a month.
0: This is the thing, isn't it? It's prayer support and it's financial support. Yep. And uh, for some people who might get hung up on the dollars, well, the dollars follow uh, oftentimes when there's that prayer support, yep. that prayer. It's like a partnership, isn't it, yes. Paul? Because yeah. you want people to partner with you because you're off to serve uh, in a mission capacity. But mm. those who are actually contributing to uh, your Uh, missionary service financially and those who are prayer partners with you it's like they're with you on the mission field
2: yeah that's basically it uh anyone who supports uh anyone who's on the field now when we talk about on the field a lot of people think oh it's those who jump on a plane and and go over a great expanse of water to do it in another country the reality is as soon as you walk out your front door you're on the mission field Mm -hmm. uh some people in that are earning an income while they're doing that back here in Australia and they're able to continue to do that. From our point of view, we're unable to earn that income, so we're actually wanting to partner with people who basically feel that they want to be on the field but maybe they can't for whatever reason, be it a medical reason, be it a physical reason, or they just don't feel led to actually go, then we're actually asking those people, can you partner with us and we'll be you're sending person or people or family, and you can then help us in a number of different ways. You can pray for us. You can support us financially. You can pray and support support us. And the great thing that a lot of people can do is actually write. They can write to missionaries. And the time that I've spent overseas, when I've seen long term long-term missionaries receiving a letter, not an email, but an actual physical letter from someone back home, The joy that that brings to them, even if it's just, oh, we found this in the newspaper and thought you might be interested in it, and that Mm. really brings, oh, here's someone who's actually thinking about us and, and they've taken the time to do it, and that brings a great deal of vibe.
1: Or a care package for Aussies overseas with a little tube of Vegemite in it. (laughs)
0: Yes, that's right. You know, when it comes to uh, this financial support, though, isn't it the case that there are some who are gifted and some that are qualified, uh, as in the case of going to teach in a mission Mm -hmm. school, to go? And uh, there are those who are back home who are gifted in earning an income perhaps more than they need and able then to support and send missionaries on their way, to sustain missionaries while they're on the mission field. Very much so.
2: Very much so. And it comes back to, from our point of view, like, we don't want to be seen to be badgering people to say, hey, come and support us while we go overseas. We'd love people to be free-willing givers to support us and to encourage us to go and that uh, there are people, as Jen said before, uh, we've had uh, a couple come up to us and say, Look, we can only give you five dollars a week. Hey, that's great. But they're part of our us going over. That's fantastic. If someone wants to turn around and say, Look, we can give you whatever, I'm willing to accept accept that so to speak, because it's them feeling part of us going over and we're going as their representative overseas.
0: Well, as a young family uh, embarking on a mission endeavour, there may be someone who's listening to our conversation now who would like to be a part of what you're doing and be your prayer partner, and maybe even there's some financial support there too. I'd point people to the website www.pioneers.org.au. Uh, we're talking to Paul and Jenny Rayner. Uh, they're heading off to Thailand with the Pioneers organisation. They're going to be working in a mission school there, and they're in a process with which is a process that's ongoing, isn't it, that is that is in between when you've decided to go and when you eventually get there. It's this uh, raising a prayer partnership network and also uh, raising some financial support to enable yes. you to actually get on your way. Yep. Uh, both you, Paul, and Jenny, thanks for being with us today on 2020. Thank, Thank you. you